Hello everyone and welcome to episode 52 of the Made of Things podcast. Uh, this is the Made of Things show in the podcast version. Uh, actually, uh, on this particular episode, it is just the podcast version as there is no video to go along with it. So, uh, um, as per unusual, I would, or as opposed to the usual, uh, speaking better English now, uh, with proper words, um, I'm not referring to uh, I'm not going to refer you to something that's already posted Um, instead I'm going to post original content uh, so, because usually what happens is, Made of Things is mainly a YouTube show, is mainly a video show, and um, what we do is that we give the priority to that. So, uh, you, you know, we edit, we edit the, the, the video, and then um, for you know comfort or for people who just like to hear things or like to. Um, uh, just listen to the show on the go instead of you know spending mobile data <laughs> on their uh, on their phones or iPads on their mobile mobile devices um, and uh, you know then just I'm 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 steering off into technicalities um, yes I'm this was a huge detour anyway because this was recorded in at Primavera Sound uh, in Barcelona. And not the 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 Lisbon the, the I mean the Portugal edition, um, so the one in Porto up north where we are originally from Lisbon and are in Lisbon right now, uh, but um, I uh, as if. Um as uh, as I've mentioned plenty of times before, uh, I've been to Primavera Sound in Barcelona plenty of times and uh, and uh, done. A, a f- handful of of stuff of of, of episodes uh, of made of things over there in the past couple of years uh, and I personally went to Primavera Sound in uh, f- since I mean since 2009 I think so it was like seven years in a row this one was the first year uh, that I didn't go uh, ever since going for the first time so uh, because you know well you know uh, it was um, the card was Basically, you know, uh, the Porto one is in Portugal is way cheaper, and um, you know, even if I'm going to work, I mean, it's uh, travel expenses and all that. That's what I mean, and 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 uh, and I just didn't think it was worth it to go this year. Shamefully, though, uh, I mean, to the detriment of Barcelona, but uh, you know, it's a uh, pretty much a um, very much a. I'm tired. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, and in a bit of pain, um, but uh, but um, the Porto edition is re- was really good this year. So the card was amazing, and uh, all the things I wanted to see in Barcelona I saw uh, in Porto, um, and uh, we'll get to that. And uh, okay, but, but okay, so this one, this episode in particular, was recorded last year. It's been a while, but uh, and I apologize to the band. Um, but the guests we have uh, on are Lush, the British shoegaze legends. Um, there's uh, again, there's like ten shoegaze bands, and Lush were one of them. And I remember them from back in the day uh, when I was a kid, and shoegaze and that sort of British. Indie music was around if you were interested in that sort of thing. So, um, which wasn't very, you know, wasn't very, very mainstream 
I would say. Like, if you had MTV and uh, you could only get that in the early 90s if you had a satellite dish, which wasn't the case with most people. And so you had to have a satellite dish and you had to have the interest of watching those things and then you had to re- to like them and remember them so and having had a mark on you and it's the case and we've had people uh in similar cases uh, such as uh Mark Gardner of Ride another shoegaze band huge huge shoegaze band uh, as far as shoegaze goes and um He's been on the show, and we did that in uh, in uh, we. If you want to, just go listen to that uh, because it's 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 been posted. But um, again, as a podcast uh, only, uh, the video is coming. But you know, it's been way delayed, so it's coming whenever. Really, uh, again, my apologies. But you know, the podcast version was posted in time, and uh, the thing with the with the this one uh, with Lush was that well. Because it got so delayed because of my back problems and back issues that been have been preventing me from putting out the, the amount of episodes that I want um, and the back issues that I've been de- dealing with, I just thought that you know because of uh, during the past year because of work and me going getting back to work and and uh, then com- coming out of work uh, back to to social security and and social we- and welfare um, and uh, and uh, beca- because of health issues again um, I'm I'm um, I I just uh, I prefer to post this closer to Primavera Sound again, which just happened, which just happened both both of them the a couple of weeks ago. Um, I only went to the Porto one, and I would like to address that first, uh, not to take too long because I've already been ranting about uh, aimlessly. I mean, <laughs> because it's tired, and I want to put these out. Um, okay, but. Primavera this year, handful of stuff that was really good. Sleaford Mods was really fun. Um, what was really fun? I only really, because of my back issues again, I only watched two uh, full shows, which were... Cigarettes after sex because they were they we were going to record uh, the um, there they will be guests on this show very soon um, we already we recorded it after their show so I I took the time to you know really take in their show their whole show so and uh, another one was uh, is one of my favorite all time bands is uh, Symbols Eat Guitars and they never played Portugal. And um, and um, I love them, and I really wanted to have them on the show. Uh, you know, for some reason they had a hard time getting to their uh, re- you know replies and stuff like that. They're really nice, uh, and t- I mean the, the management and stuff like that, or whatever the band reps. But um, they were really nice. But but you know, at, at, during those days they were not really available unfortunately and i spoke to joe uh online and uh he apologized and uh wish just would like to do something with us in the future i'm not (laughs) i'm not confiding anything it's just like i i would really love to have those guys on the show at some point but um because this show is based on stuff that i love and um and um well also 
apart from Primavera and that and those shows and Simple Seat Guitars was amazing um, and I again recommend you guys uh, to listen to them and don't have any prejudgment you know don't be judgy and just let it s- let the whole album play and and if you didn't you know it didn't sink in um, play it once or twice more and uh, until it clicks and when it does click It'll be worth it. Trust me. And, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so. Enough about that. This was Primavera this year, and, uh, I just got back from, you know, uh, from Aerosmith tonight. Obviously, they're, you know, I would love to have, not obviously, but I would have loved them to, uh, I would have loved to have them on the show, but, but obviously they're so huge that they can't be on my small, tiny show, uh, and they did, they did, uh, no press at all whatsoever, uh, because they're huge, and when you're that, you know, gargantuan size, uh, you fly people over to speak to you instead of taking the time to speak to them, to press, to the press or wherever I am, um, on tour. So... So yeah, um I spent um I spent these days just, you know, working on new stuff and editing these shows and going to the Aerosmith show was which was great, but I'll get to that in a future on a future episode because um I don't want to rant and rave forever because I'm posting two shows um two uh, two episodes I mean of the Primavera sound in Barcelona that I haven't posted yet last year. And the next one is going to be White Reaper. It's going to be available right right after this one. Okay, so um and I went to Mastodon, which again, um I would have loved to have on the show. Uh and and by the way, Aerosmith, you know, uh I grew up with on, you know, hard rock and metal and stuff like that uh, before turning to into indie indie rock uh, or whatever you want to call it. But um so Aerosmith when I was like 12 and 13 were really important and especially if you're again, you know, uh, if you're judgy <laughs> uh, and have an image at least uh on of of Aerosmith, go back and listen to their 70s albums, dude, guys, cuz you know they're really good. They're really good, and um, uh, yeah. So and with full, full of amazing songs and really kind of darker than you would expect. Okay, so we'll get to that later. Uh, and um, I would have loved to have them on the show. And again, Mastodon, um, which was last week, um, Mastodon uh, couldn't make it this time. They had limited promo time and chose to only do television. And uh, I don't know how that is possible because no one was filming. So maybe they're just doing interviews and not shooting anything in the live show. But the live show was really good, and I'll get to that on another episode as well. So uh, this is only just uh, basically uh, teasing, I would say, for my reviews of of said things. Luckily, I got to go get I got to go to both shows, both the Mastodon and the Aerosmith one. Uh, so I, you know, thankfully, and I thank. The organizations who let me in, so I could do reviews on the show. So that's pretty cool. So and very cool. And uh, Aerosmith are going away. So you know, and Mastodon. You know, there's uh, not a single time that it's too much. You know, if you can understand what I'm saying, like there's no, there's no, uh, uh, no, not not any on any single. My English is really terrible tonight. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, 
but there's no not a single instance in 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 which it uh, is too much <laughs> like i would uh, the the idea is that uh, uh i would watch macedon show like every day if i could <laughs> so so yeah but we'll get to that later okay uh, on another episode Okay, so uh, basically, uh, this happened at Primavera, uh, the the interview with Lush. I have, uh, as per usual, um, on on the Barcelona uh, episodes, uh, Vera, my my friend, uh, Vera Rodrigues, she's co-hosting, and um, we were uh, we met um, Mickey and uh, Emma and Phil backstage at the uh, at the hidden stage in Barcelona as far as I remember because this was a year ago and I would like to apologize first and foremost to the band um, but they're you know I would but they broke up like <laughs> ages ago so again um, so so yeah this uh, kind of makes no sense uh, and um, this uh, I, I really consider this first off it was really fun talking to them uh, you know really fun talking to them at the time uh, because uh, Emma had just quit her job and was really focusing on the band I don't know what happened in the meantime Phil actually lives in Porto um, as you will find out during the show uh, so he lives um, where the second you know in, in the north of Portugal where the, the other edition of Primavera Sound actually takes place but they were not playing there you'll get to that again during the show i'm spoiling everything <laughs> but, uh, but uh yeah so it was really fun for like m more than half of the the, the 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 episode and um and uh, then i decide to speak to them um because of their position mostly as uh, women in music and uh, and in rock in rock music and I find that you know I don't want to be more feminist than women and I'm not uh, I, I couldn't be uh, but uh, but I'm right there with you so uh, you know I, I I don't ever want to f sound condescending in any way um, and, um, and I don't meet, mean to be, uh, and I just want to, you know, uh, empower every female, uh, artist that uh, there is, and, uh, if they're good, you know, as much as with anything, so, um, so, so, and there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them, and there's uh, the more you know talented women I can have on my show, um, the better. The m more people uh, that are non-white and are talented I can have on my show, the better. And I, you know, I make a conscious effort for that to happen, uh, as I think anyone in the media, media should. You know, and this is not being conceded. This is not being um, uh, um, condescending in any way. This is just trying to balance shit out, people. <laughs> you know, try to balance privilege and to balance out privilege, I mean, and try to, you know, terraform, you know, justice because it's been, it's been, uh, not very fair for too long so we you do what you can so that's where that question came from and that justifies 
what you're going to listen to but for the most part and that's you know there's no there's i'm it sounds like i'm this there's some sort of beef but there isn't it's just you know uh that's where i came from uh for and it got more serious or at least less fun for you know the second half of the of the episode so but most most of it was really fun i loved having the guys on the show i hope they you know maybe get get back together and do more stuff if they want to so you know at least we got an extra not an album but it's an ep um you know a blind spot out of them so uh out of the reunion at least and uh emma got back into writing songs and that's great and I uh, loved having them on the show. So, guys, uh, I'm not going to <laughs> to delay this uh, more. Um, there's a second episode of the Primavera Sound uh, things of, that, that I hadn't posted yet uh, in Barcelona. Uh, you know, of the travel, of the trip that uh, we did, um, because you know some of them already already posted ages ago. But these were the last two. This is Lush. The next one is going to be White Reaper. Um, by the way, okay, I'm going to address more stuff on the next one. So, yeah, basically, guys, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, uh, follow on Facebook, but, you know, what, whatever. Fuck Facebook. I don't really give a shit anymore. Um, Twitter, Made of Things, and Instagram, Made of Things. Uh, I snapshot uh, videos of where uh, of the concerts that we're at and uh, snapshot a video snapshots i guess uh but basically follow us on there it's uh, lovely having you and uh hope you enjoy this chat that we had with mickey emma and phil of the formerly known as uh lush band kisses Good, yeah, good, good. Glad to be back in Barcelona after 22 years, probably. Oh, that's insane, that's an insane long uh, amount of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it must be... Um, uh, we, we were, you, but you're not playing Porto, though, and Phil is living no, there. No, I wish, I wish no, we, we were, because I could have taken the rider home. <laughs> Crisps and chocolate for my kids. Yeah, there been... Porto. We take that very seriously. <laughs> why, are, why aren't you going? We, uh, before the lineup was was closed, we were, you know, everyone was like... Because a lot of um, 90s yeah. kind of shoegaze events were, were, were going to that, that particular... Uh, a venue in Porto with Primavera yeah. and we had like such high hopes that she would go uh, why? I walked home from there yeah, yeah. Where, where do you, whereabouts do you live not in, exactly I'm not, not asking for your address uh, in Foz Foz yeah 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 oh so, so it's, it's just very little, cool yes yeah, just there so um, and it's a beautiful little site as well it's a city park yeah it's, yeah, it's beautiful so you didn't uh, like push to play Porto at you know, playing you know oh I have my bandmates over and stuff it wasn't up to us at the <laughs> promoted I'd have played it for nothing <laughs> shh <laughs> no, that, that, that's a secret <laughs> as long as I could have all the guest list for my friend, for all my uh, my children's you know parents friends oh that's more uh, yeah. okay that's more like a, my own show then yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so what, how, it's inevitable to ask so how do you guys feel coming back after this time good 
Yes, it's um, sometimes it feels a bit surreal. Um, it feels, um, I mean, it's different, same bit different. Um, it's kind of better than it was in a lot of ways, less pressure. Um, but different, obviously, because we're older and we've got children and jobs and it's sometimes a bit logistical difficulties with some of it. But um, it's really nice to be making music again. And it's wonderful people. How do you manage that with your job? Like to say, oh, I just need to pop around and do something very, you know, high profile. Then, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I had to give up my job, actually. I, I had a job I couldn't really do both. But Mickey... She got a sabbatical from her work, and Phil, you can kind of... Freelance, yeah. so I can... Oh, okay. So I, I was the one who had to give it up, actually. <laughs> so, Organisationally, it's like we have a little Google calendar and we have to book things, like, mm. just even to meet up. It was yeah. like booking it a month in advance, oh, wow. you know. And, wow. But yeah. it doesn't feel like you had to think twice, did you? Well, if I couldn't, I couldn't have done. If I, if I just chosen to stay in my job, I couldn't have done this as well. So in a way, I was slightly held to ransom. So um, I had. To, I mean, it, you know, whatever. And I, I work in a music magazine, so they're very understanding. You know, oh, wow, so. wow. for uh, a Portuguese one or English, um, really? un- uncut. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, wow. So. Okay, so you're writing that. Okay. I do uh, picture researching. Oh, I mean uh, writing, or I mean uh, representative Is abroad. This I mean, month. I'm sorry, what? We're in it. Yeah. Library. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and I'm so gracious, I'm not even in the picture. <laughs> That's very tasteful of you. The monitor guys. Oh, no, yeah, Tom. And he's wearing a lush shirt. Well, there's well, a reason there is, for that. There is a story, a very boring story behind this, because my uh, luggage disappeared on the flight over, so... Uh, oh, so this is obvious, so Phil's wearing a lush shirt. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. We... Excellent design. Uh, sure, and I can imagine. about 20 you... euros if you want to, <laughs> on the merch stand. Do you have any mes- message, though, for bands who wear their own gear? <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> who do you think you are wearing your own shirt? Exactly. As you can, yeah. as you can, you can attest. But, but guys, uh, um, Spot and particularly Out of Control sounds actually similar, oddly enough. We were just commenting, me, Vera and I, uh, back, back, back at our, play, uh, at our apartment, uh, at which we're staying, uh, obviously. But um, that, uh, that uh, it actually sounds more like your previous records than the stuff you did mid-90s was that conscious in any way or did you just miss it I mean I I don't I mean I'm never going to write another single girl I will admit that that was you know I think I think that last album we did was very much a product of the times And also, and I mean, we were touring a lot, so it was very much a live record. Oh. Whereas this time round, we did the recording before we even played live, you know, so uh, it was kind of constructed in the studio. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, uh, what you going to say? No, no, I was just going to say it's... Um, I think most people, including the band, probably, you know, have a fondness more for the earlier stuff, and it's just kind of what naturally came out, actually. It wasn't a sort of very pre-planned exercise in songwriting you know it was just what came out and what I wanted to write so okay. 
like yeah. the, the the shoegaze scene in the 90s was pretty much like a, a counterculture thing and with with specific groups and um, actually I was telling Charlie that I've interviewed for the last three years and like two or three times Rachel Goswell <laughs> and and uh, she she can keep her mouth shut she was like like to, she, I love her to death yeah. this is relevant guys uh, here here yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love her to death and like two years ago she told me you know, oh you know uh, like right you know they are rehearsal I again I really so yeah she told me yeah. so they probably and last year right went to, to Porto went yeah. to Primavera and last year at Primavera she told me you know what Lush are you rehearsing again oh, so, <laughs> so but that, 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 that kind of brings back that feeling of those shoegaze bands in the 90s they were like pretty close and the, you know what like, we weren't that close we no. didn't even know I mean we sort of if we bumped I into each other I didn't have their phone numbers or any I was going to say email addresses email but I think there was an idea that we were all hanging out together in the Thames Valley or something and we didn't know I mean you know I knew Stephen from Chapter House a little bit and knew you know if you were out you might have a drink with someone but we weren't hanging out around each other's houses every night so uh, discussing pedals or anything no. oh, oh okay, okay. It was so we weren't like competitive no no, no. no. We're, 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 guys were like physically in the same place but not necessarily aware of each other we were kind of like that. That's not the, literally shoe gazing. Yeah, it's literally. I mean, we it's, not, it's not that far. <laughs> we, li- we lived in London, and yeah. they, you know, were in Reading, were they? Yeah. Oxford, Ride were in Oxford. Um, uh-huh. I mean, we probably hung out more with. We didn't hang out with bands all the time. You know, that, that again, that was very much a press construct. That all these in a gossip column, and I, was, I, I hung out with my mates who were not even in bands more than anyone in bands. So. Were you ever a victim like a big gossip thing? Do you remember any of it? Oh, well, that gossip column thing, oh, at Lush, you know, if one of us went to a gig, it was like Lush were at the after Travis or some, you know, and it's like maybe I was there on my own but it, there was this kind of image portrayed that we were out propping up the bar at every party and it was not it was obviously overblown but whatever, they've all gone now there's no more <laughs> okay, okay. but uh, as, uh, as uh, that ties in, as I meant to ask you something because of the gossip thing uh, you and the, the British media and stuff like that the, the way that they, they usually it, it, it behaves itself but uh, as, as uh, you and Mickey if you can answer for Mickey as well but But uh, uh, both of you, as uh, women in rock and roll, do, do you get a lot of shit from being in the medium, you know, like, what, for be, for being, you know, just you know, very possibly can tell the can be yeah. can can be more active about this than I. But like being in the media, like for being women, being treated in certain ways, is it special or different that you feel? Do you have uh, do you, did you that you occupy a certain position? I think yeah, I think when you're a woman in a band, you do get treated slightly differently just by default you know and it's really it was, oh here she is actually she'd probably be better to answer this question actually hello hi, hi. Antonio nice meeting you hello oh god yeah. I just came in at the right place and it's Phil's question <laughs> <laughs> it's a question about women so Phil is definitely the one to ask oh what are you saying <laughs> he likes no, women no, no, don't leave <laughs> he likes having women in the room hover around <laughs> hover, hover around see what you're saying no it's just actually 
actually a bit of a serious question. We've been having fun until now, but it's a bit of a serious question in terms of uh, of uh, how does it from you know being rock and roll women in the '90s and until now. If you feel like you have you know any if you take up a particular place in terms of how you're treated, is that, is anything different from any other person that you know if people relate to you in different ways in terms of the whole industry and the media and at clubs and at shows and you know if you I mean, have some sort of attention that's different I don't know you mean you'd get there were, I mean I can sort of pick out specific incidents of things like I remember when we mastered Scar this mastering studio and this guy and this is obviously 1989 and this guy oh god women with guitars or something you know, and I'm sitting there kind of oh did I actually really hear that do you know what I mean and You know. I don't know if it's changed that. I mean, it's different because we're older. You know, I mean, I mean as, as a middle-aged yeah. woman, you get treated differently than you would if you were 23 years old. I imagine oh, I, even I, doing this. So. I do think playing guitars. I mean, I know that you've yeah. got some savages, say, but yeah. it's yeah. more women tend to be the singers now. Rather, you don't yeah. see so many women just playing a guitar in a band, do you really? As actually, 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 what you say, what you're saying, actually, Kim Gordon. Has Has, like this book that came out last oh, week yeah, called Girl yeah, in a Band, yeah, yeah, yeah and kind of she 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 take, uh, has that take the same take on yeah. on, on, on women playing uh, in bands and with guitars and that kind of bass, but um, yeah, but do you f do, do you do you feel like um, uh, sometimes people tend to do you know have this kind of question, but at the same time being kind of like condescendent? Because it's. Uh, I was, I'm not being consent, though. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not saying you. No, we're not saying you. We're not saying you. But yeah. like <laughs> in Portuguese, you know, we, we, can, we can say de lush, but mean, mean the women lush. You know, uh -huh. but oh, there are guys see. in a band. You know. Oh, we say feminine. Feminine. Oh, you yeah. know. Like oh. I was arguing with him that it's not. It shouldn't be. You know, it's just lush. Yeah, that's you know? our argument, have, though. That's but my so, argument. Yeah, yeah. We, I was arguing with him yeah. because I think you know. Uh, that it's it's not uh, sometimes it's like you like have a, a feminine point of view that it's like positive to 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 prove that point you know just being positive uh, on feminism mm -hmm. but I think it can go the other way too if you're trying to be positive about feminism but you kind of being concerned because just for being women there you don't have to be a different band mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean I don't know if I'm making a point here <laughs> but that's because in English you say if you say the lush You know, you know, yeah, lush. It's neutral. Yeah. It's neutral. Yeah. But yeah, in like in Portuguese or, or in yeah, Spanish yeah. or uh, in Latin, uh, yeah, it tends um, not to be neutral. It's, it's there's not no neutral. neutral. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the the it's women the lush. We were classed as, as a female band, you know, but then it's tricky because we wrote the songs and it would be, yeah. you know, the songs were actually written by women. Yeah. So Exactly, that's my point. It's actually empowering because I remember you guys from, you know, from 20 years ago. So when there wasn't, you know, there was a group of, of, of people, uh, women in rock and roll, uh, and, and especially doing good alternative music, and that was relevant that they were doing it then. So it was great that you guys were doing it. It. So it's actually positive. It's not. Yeah, I think the difficulty is is that sometimes you get judged as you know it's fine to consider a load of bands with women in them, and they might have a different way of writing or a different way of playing, which is going to be an interesting thing to write about. But I think you get to the point where you just put those people in that zone and then don't consider them uh -huh. on the greater okay. landscape of things, and that becomes difficult because you're always a niche band when you're not necessarily exactly. writing 
niche songs. Of course, of course, exactly. Necessarily. Uh, but but uh, but my question actually was not as directed towards that as much as it was: Do you guys feel like you that you deal with more assholes than uh, the, any other people? <laughs> yes. Uh, banned for that to happen. <laughs> I think I think men deal with a lot of assholes as well. I don't know. I think there's a bit. I mean, I do. I think you know, like back in the day, we had quite a lot of road crew who were a bit kind of old school and sort of quite sexist and as I said there were sort of specific incidents of people that were with and it does seem to be a bit better now I think some of the general people that are around and also I think I remember back in the 80s and 90s you know you didn't really get that many Well, not just women, but it's like funny now. All these festivals, and now we've come back and we're all in our forties and fifties. It seems to be quite normal for a lot of the, you know, especially the bigger bands at these festivals. Everyone's kind of middle-aged, but you know, back in, in, if you'd said in the nineties, oh, there's going to be a load of middle-aged men and women headlining, it would people found that, you know, would have found that quite odd. But I, I think it's quite heartening now that age doesn't really seem to matter anymore for men and women, actually. But I think maybe especially for women. I remember I had a boyfriend years ago and I, I was trying to do more music and he was going, Emma, when you're in your 30s, really, nobody is going to be interested in a woman in their 30s. Emma, really, you know. But that's just did now. You, did, did you ditch him? <laughs> <laughs> well, he bought me... right. Really. I went mental. And then he bought me some flowers to say sorry. And on the, on the flowers, he wrote this list, Kim Gordon, Kim Deal... PJ Harvey, all these women who at the time were in their 30s, and he said, sorry. <laughs> and then about three weeks later, he said it again. And I thought, oh, can't be bothered. Anyway. Not to be too serious, but it's a big deal, that underlining prejudice, isn't it? It's it's always there, even for cool people sometimes. It's yeah. there, yeah. isn't it? I can tell, I, not from my personal experience, obviously I'm not a woman, but I have my sister who's uh, active in the music business, and, and it's, you know... It's just tiresome because it means that you have to sort of you know prove yourself not that I can be bothered to prove myself to anyone but you know when someone comes in with that attitude of like all oh, right okay I've got the measure of you you're a woman in a band so therefore you are probably not, you know this that and the other and then it's just irritating to be judged on that preconception you know and written off quite often mm. you know but it's it, it's a minority of people you know most people don't do that but when but then some people are incredibly aggressive about it there were an awful lot of people I just think didn't like having women in bands because they it actually threatens them just as they didn't want black people in bands or gay people in bands or whatever you know it's their club this is what white male boys do and this is our club and fuck off and you're not allowed in it you know um, oh, but Maybe it could be a mode, a mode band. <laughs> they're, very, they're very particular, yeah. It's uh, yeah. shady We're territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, do you guys, uh, uh, do you feel like that while, uh, while you were go gone or inactive, that there was any band that felt, that you guys felt, oh, we could be, if Flush was happening now, it would be similar to this? Do you guys feel? This is a question, open question for everyone. Yeah. You feel like, oh, we, we, if we were existing, we would be doing this now. 
you know, or something similar. Do you believe? Do you, believe, do you think that is that ever something that comes across? I, I'm not sure I quite understand the question, actually. No. Uh, but, uh, oh. I mean, like, it, what, like for instance, uh, you were just you know, living your life and, uh, in 2010, yeah. let's say, and you were listening to something, oh, this is something that I could see us doing if we were active now. Oh, I see. Oh, right. There's definitely a lot of bands since Lush Spit Up that I think were not influenced by us, but kind of a lot of the music back in the day that I think maybe we didn't get credit for being that influential, do you know what I mean? But maybe we are now, you know, which is quite nice. Um, But no, there was nothing, no band particularly where I thought, right, that means we should be getting back together now and doing it. No, no, that wasn't really the kind of impetus, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I can see. I, I can imagine this uh, hypothetically that happening. I don't know for you guys uh, if it happened. Like at any, it's it's not like a, an essential question, but it's just a curiosity of mine that you know sometimes you've you've been off the the you know the business or whatever or uh, or off the, uh, the off the stage or something for a while, and then you thought uh, think oh we could be doing something similar to that you know or something. Okay. Do you know what? When I left that, when I stopped being in a band, it was quite a relief not to think like that oh, anymore. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. to just uh-huh. be able to listen to music and think, oh, I quite like that, <laughs> and not think, ooh, you know, how can I be a part of this? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. So something that, uh, that's so it's active in inactivity more or less just listening to music like I did before I was in a bloody band you know it's actually quite nice <laughs> quite a relief yeah judgment of any kind right not in, yeah. even in your head not measuring it against something I'm just mm. listening to it and it's Enjoying nice it. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How, what was the inspiration I really love this out of the out of control single you know yeah. because it's just like a bit hypnotic a bit you can you really can think about it at the same time you can be in the club listening to it or you can be like in your sofa at home just you know chilling and really sinking in what were you you thinking when you were composing this this music when well everyone wrote the music and wrote interesting him. she wrote it before before actually a lot of this got moving I, out of control well, oh yeah yeah I, that, that particular song I did write yeah, yeah. I love that song oh, I was, I was uh, saying to, to Mickey that it kind of has that feeling that you can be alone listening to it and it kind of sinks in and you kind of be in your zone but you can also be in like in a cool pub uh, you know in a cool club like listening to it at the same time mm-hmm. so it kind of brings different kind of of emotions okay what was yours you know when you when you were writing it <laughs> i can't really answer questions like that i, I don't really when i write music it just comes out i don't when you when you you show the guys the out of control Yeah. What was the reaction? What was the immediately? <laughs> yeah, I think they like it. <laughs> we, we don't really operate like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not like. Do you jam together? No, do you? No. No, that, that's is, absolutely. But we, we do not jam. You know. 
um, we're quite oh. understated in yeah. our I think also because it doesn't seem that genuine I mean I think I don't know I can even remember in the old days like hearing certain demos yeah. and it would you know I remember when I die and I was I actually like had a bit of a cry when I first heard it but I'd never come in rehearsal and go like oh so, I was so moved oh my god you know it was like I really like it you know and then you just get on with it you know we're not we're not smooth with a bit I don't know you know English English we're the best we're not really like just embarrassed by compliments we don't know how to take it what's the chords you want me I'll play it but you are aware like the impact you can you can you have on on your fans listening to to it no I'm one of them and I'm telling you so I believe you. That's right. No, it's lovely. It's lovely, but it's. I, I find it really hard to talk about music and verbalize it. Do you know what I mean? It's really difficult. Um, is it, it more like? Uh, is it more like? Uh, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not so sure about it, but here's a corgi that expresses my feelings. <laughs> well, you can write it for yourself. <laughs> I know, I know, you know. Okay. It's just a bit. Um, I don't know because I think there are so oh, look I've met countless people in bands who wrote songs that meant a huge amount to me mm. and I'm not going to go up to yeah. like Susie Sue or something and start going oh my god you know when I heard Juju like do you know what I mean it's a bit yeah. it's mine and I'll talk yeah. I'll think about it myself but it's no quite scares them yeah and, yeah, and they're not going to know what I felt you know they probably they might and if in fact I think sometimes people are thinking about something completely different yeah. when they write a song so by the time you've mm. it means something to you it probably means something that they didn't even mean to write you know it's out there it's everyone so it's yeah. kind of like you can't put a stamp on it right exactly. plus, you, plus you make it your own always don't you yeah but I think yeah. that's the important thing there is a point at which as a songwriter you know you let go of your song and then it becomes something to other people you know um Uh, speaking of that, this, speaking of that, this this goes for a sh- on a show called Made of Things, and uh, that's uh, uh, this ties in with it because uh, Made of Things is based on the, on the the assumption that you're you dedicate yourselves to art and to your band and to music uh, because you might have had the moment in which you heard something or read something or saw something, or watched something that made you go, oh, I, this is something I need to do. I want to be doing this. Did you guys have that moment, and what was that? Uh, individually, I would imagine. Is it clear in your mind? I, I think, mean? For me, I think for, especially playing the bass, uh-huh. the first sort of song I ever heard that where I thought, wow, where the bass was prominent was Walk on the Wild Side, uh-huh. Lou Reed, uh-huh. where the bass really stood out, and I uh-huh. thought, wow, you know. You, I really would like to do something like that or something. I need to... You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, not quite. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. What was the question? Well, no, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, what made you dedicate yourself to this? I mean, if there was a clear moment in, in which you were like, oh, right, I, I'm going to do that then, you know. Oh, God, these are really difficult questions. Uh, it might not always be clear, but sometimes yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
take take your time. It's okay. It's about, it's okay. No pressure. I can't think of anything that was just one like thing that made uh-huh. you know. It's just. I just think it could it's be one or several, really. I, I mean, just conceptually, very like obvious process that most kids probably go through. Mm-hmm. Where I think you know, even just watching bands on the top of the pops or something when I was uh-huh. a teenager and thinking that looks like a really amazing thing to do, but I can never be that good. And then you know, by the time you go and see bands, you actually start to see bands that are so rubbish frankly that you actually think well I probably could do that and then but then it still seems fun it still seems fun to be a part of that and it's you know it takes away the kind of I think it's actually slightly intimidating when you see someone amazing because you don't think you can achieve that but I think just watching other people making music and enjoying themselves and actually making quite a good noise for like a night out I think that's enough of an inspiration to get started mm-hmm. obviously then you have greater ambitions but that's probably as pedestrian as mine is I'm afraid <laughs> no it's perfectly, perfectly fine nothing to be ashamed of but this reunion do you think do you ever think what's next yeah. just taking it as it comes at the moment yeah it's um in, in, might as well you quit your job then <laughs> well yeah we'll have to see what happens you know I mean back in the day we had a label it was really structured and it was like album play live album you know what I mean and we don't have that now which is great in some senses um But uh, yeah, we're, we're just we're just sort of seeing what happens. And as you know, jobs, kids, no jobs even, but kids. You know, we all live in different places. That's another thing, actually. Um, I live in Hastings. Even going to London is quite difficult. Well, not difficult, but it's very, you know. So it, there are quite a lot of logistical things that we have to navigate through to get this happening. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so,